0: I'm Noah, and I'm Ben, and you're listening to Product Journey. Yeah, so this is exciting. We have Yaro on the pod. Yarrow uh, actually just bought Playgroup from Ben, so we're going <laughs> to get into all of that. And uh, amongst other things, Yaro's done a lot of other projects and things, so we, there's a lot to talk about here. So Yaro, glad to have you on.
1: Hey, thanks. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Ben, for having me on. I've, I've actually been wanting to be on the podcast for a while now. I've been listening to it for like the last, I don't know, probably like a couple of months or something like that. So I've been following along you guys' journey. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to be on because, I don't know, it's a podcast that I listen to pretty frequently. So
0: I'm pretty Sweet. excited. <laughs> That's cool. So, so is that how you kind of picked up on... Uh Ben's uh, projects and stuff, <laughs> listen to the pod, like getting all the inside details. <laughs> just like, okay, I want to go buy this.
1: uh Well, actually, I, I've known Ben, so like at Digital Trouble on Twitter for, I don't know, like I've been following him since I started indie hacking. I don't know how I ended up following him, but like I, maybe it was Justin Jackson when he's like, yeah, we're switching to Playgroup. I'm like, what is Playgroup? And I'm just like, okay, I'm, I, I checked it out. I'm like, I like that. I, I want that. Like, I want to buy this. Like, I just want to own this and, and run this. And I actually been reaching out to, to Ben for like, I don't know, probably the last like six months or something. Just every like now and then, every month or two or, or a few months, I'm just like, hey man, you uh, <laughs> you want to you want to sell it now? Like when you want to when you want to sell it? Um, so I don't know, I don't know. We finally worked out a good price uh, that that he was happy with, and uh, and actually had money, uh, the money to pay him for it. So um, definitely a little higher than I wanted to pay, but you know you gotta you gotta pay the the, the, the gatekeeper, right? So you gotta pay what you gotta pay, right? Um, yeah. And then after my recent sale of Newsletter Crew, I had a decent amount of cash. So I was like, okay, I got to do something with it, right? Um, so I wanted to buy. So I was like, I think this is a pretty good opportunity. And uh, I, I executed.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So you were thinking about this for a while, like, like since. I, cause, so Ben, when did, let's go back, like when did you launch Playgroup?
2: Uh, so I had launched Playgroup exactly a year ago. Like, on the 5th of March, I think, was the first commit, and then a month later or so, um, I think I opened it up to the first people, actually letting them in, and then it took probably another month or two until Justin was on board. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I basically sold it the same day I did the first commit, just one year later. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, literally the,
1: the first commit, like, that day was was the sale date. Um, so it worked out really well, I don't know. Um but yeah, ever since I saw it, I was like, yeah, I want, I want to do this. I've been pretty into communities. Uh, before that as well, I started one community called Indie Stack, which I I actually did sell, uh, last year, uh, to a girl, uh, or to a woman named Fernanda and, uh, just Newsletter Crew, which is another community that I, uh, built and sold just like, uh, about a month ago, probably like three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. I I don't exactly remember the sale date, but, uh, um, so yeah, I'm I don't know. I've been always wanting to to, to use it to, to move into it. Um, yeah. And actually, I think I reached out to Ben. I was like, "Hey Ben, uh, I'm actually planning on potentially switching over to Playgroup because I just really like the setup." And uh, we were all on Discourse, so I was like, "Okay, I can easily do the import to, to Playgroup." But then I was thinking, "Okay, well, if I ever wanted to switch out of Playgroup, is there a way to do an export?" And uh, there wasn't a way, so I was just I don't know. I was a little iffy on on switching, and then I just kind of forgot about it uh, for a few months. And then uh, I don't know. After after that, I just I just always wanted to to purchase it and to so acquire it i just uh i don't know i guess i, I don't know why ben why, why didn't you want to sell it uh, like a few months ago because uh, I, I acquired tiny log and then also i wanted to acquire playgroup at like that same time <laughs> but i just never I, I guess maybe like you were thinking uh
2: the price wasn't going to be as high as you wanted it um, yeah i think that was part of it i also wasn't pretty I, I think i just wasn't wasn't ready to let go at that point i thought i could still you know power through some of the the obstacles that it's still facing right now with the activation of trialing users and now yeah. throughout the last, the last like three months i kind of switched uh, switched gears a little bit and decided i might as well you know like if the price is good i might as well get rid of it and you know focus on true fans and some new things and so the time was just better I, I feel like it wasn't even so much about the price i guess i just thought that i should probably give it Give it another try, and I probably would have done that this year if if you didn't reach out again. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: if, if if I did see it on Twitter, I probably would have like, I don't know, reached out like that second, like when I, cause I, I have you on auto like auto. Uh, like oh. notifications so like every time <laughs> every time
0: like ben hasn't uh, has a tweet i just get it so i'm like i'm literally on the ball like every second yeah. of the day <laughs> every oh, time it's... ben says anything you're like messaging him hey what about playgroup exactly <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <That's> flattering <laughs> and creepy
2: at the same time I...
1: <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> well because like a lot of people are asking me, like oh man how because I, I i've acquired a few projects last year and uh, i've i've sold a few uh, as well and people were like okay how are you finding these projects i'm like I just follow a ton of indie hackers and like I just wait for the opportunity where either they don't want to, you know, take the product further, and then uh, I just kind of hop on it right away if I see an opportunity. Uh, I don't really think about it too too much. Uh, that yeah, that's sense. a
2: pretty way, a pretty smart way of doing it actually. I think because you you know just connect with all the folks on Twitter and then if you see that like after a year or two, they might want to switch to something else. That's your perfect chance basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like I just built another, which I'm actually selling. I built one called Referral Kit or and uh, I'm actually in the process of selling that as well, because it's uh, it has to do with the newsletter niche, and uh, because of the contract I signed with uh, the sale of Newsletter Crew, I can't create any content that's specific to like building or growing or like mm, selling a newsletter, yeah. um, just so it doesn't compete with Newsletter Crew. Yeah. And I was thinking, like without content marketing and without writing content, it's almost like growing a product with uh, your hands behind your back, right? So I can only use like paid advertising, which is just gonna be really hard. Um, and building that from scratch, I just realized, like, I don't know if I ever want to like build anything again from scratch. I think I'd just rather acquire, acquire it at this point. Um, Hmm. so I don't know. That's, that's always my like thoughts on this now. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys have any questions on that, but,
0: uh. Oh yeah, I I definitely do. So stepping back a little bit, like it sounds like you've been through a lots of different transitions. Like you, you've bought products, you've made some products, sold your own products. So like like what's your kind of your indie hacker kind of like strategy around this and and maybe how has it changed over time like in the beginning we were just like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna buy uh, a couple things i'm gonna start multiple things try multiple things at once and then yeah like how how are you thinking about that back then
1: yeah that's a really good question like i mean i i've been in the like startup space for a while now it's like since after college like 2014 2015 i started with uh like, kind of doing this venture route, right, where you try to build a product, uh, spend all your time trying to raise money, and then product fails or whatever. I, I don't know. Basically, like, I spent a few years doing, like, just the startup stuff, and I built a few smaller projects that failed, um, and just, like, at the beginning, or sorry, at the end of 2019, I was like, I want to try this indie hacking thing out, and I don't know how I stumbled upon indie hackers, but somehow I stumbled upon it I, I don't remember how but it kind of got me sucked into this whole indie hacking world where people are actually making money uh solo uh doing like SaaS or like newsletters or podcasting so they're making money like by themselves somehow and that got me really interested and uh yeah and then that's very you know and I spent like probably a good month or two just lurking indie hackers trying to find ideas and uh and like as, as a novice indie hacker I was always thinking okay well let's just try to find a problem let's try to like think of an idea that might be useful, right? And I was thinking of tons of ideas, I had tons of ideas written down and I bought a ton of domains. I think I bought like, and I think Ben has seen a ton of my domains, but I actually <laughs> had, even, I had, I had even more domains before that. I think I had like 20 or 30 <laughs> domains of like all the ideas that I thought I wanted to do. And uh, after talking to a lot of other indie hackers, they're like, yeah, man, you should just like start something, like start a different business. And then from there, you'll figure out the problems. And then you can figure out like a product to solve that problem. So I was like, okay, well, why not just start... Well, well why not just like start a, start a podcast start a community and start a newsletter and just do all of those things and then at that point we'll figure out like what the problems are within those different niches um, but the funny thing is I kind of did it in a way where I try to combine all of it so like Newsletter Crew was a podcast about newsletters about growing a newsletter and it was also community so it was like I was kind of getting try- I was trying to find all of the different uh, aspects in just one project if that, if that makes sense um, mm-hmm. and then I started I don't know I just started figuring out like different problems. And I don't know, then just different opportunities started arising because I was building this other business. Uh, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So you kind of started out just like building one thing. How did that turn? Like, did that turn into like a strategy of multiple things? Cause I, I know you've, you've done multiple tro- projects. You kind of have like on your, your website kind of like this kind of like this bio of this idea of like, you're trying to find multiple assets to kind of work on at once. Uh, where did that kind of come from?
1: Yeah, so yeah, you know, I'm really big into multiple streams of income, like diversified streams of income. Um, you know, as many as I can get. So I own some real estate, uh, investment property uh, properties. And then I have like a stock dividend portfolio, and then I have some crypto, right? And I got tons of these different assets. Some of them produce income. Some of them are just appreciating, But I just wanted more. I wanted different ones. That I just wanted. <clears throat> ones that are a lot different, if that makes sense. Like so I wanted things that are really diversified and that aren't related to one another, um, which is kind of why I, got, I guess I kind of got started into the indie hacking world because people are making money off of newsletters and podcasts and, and SaaS businesses and stuff like that and digital products. And uh, so I, I was thinking like, I just want to start as many of these, you know, like small bets as possible and just get tons of these different products all bringing in like, you know, 100 to to $1,000 in revenue per month. And then from there, I can kind of like... S- squabble together like this income portfolio and then i can just live off that (laughs) um i actually started like after this whole year i started realizing that that's just not a good way to think about it and it's kind of hard to manage multiple projects because at one point i was building and running like four or five different projects and it just got too hard man like i sat down on my computer and i was thinking okay what do i do next like what do i do now and there's just so much to do i just was like i spent like 15 minutes just in like this daydreaming mode where I just was trying to figure out what I wanted to work on next because there's just too many. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I don't really have that anymore. Like, at the beginning of Indie, like, at the beginning of 2020, I was thinking, yeah, multiple projects and I'm just thinking, uh, let's just do one project. I'm still big on multiple streams of income but I just think they have to be really diversified and uh, different levels of uh, activeness, if that makes sense. Like, a SaaS business is really active. Newsletter crew was very active. Like, I had to do uh, but I have to put fifteen hours of work, like at least every week, just to upkeep the uh, uh, upkeep the business. Because you got to do a podcast, you got to do a blog, you got to uh, upkeep the community, um, and then on top of that, running a SaaS business, uh, multiple SaaS businesses, also require time on those. And it just it was just way too much. So now 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 I just want to work on one project, one SaaS business. Still keep my real estate holdings. Still keep my stock dividend portfolios, and uh, all those are uh, different levels of. Ac- ac- activeness if that makes sense. Like my real estate I spend mm-hmm. maybe like one to two hours a month. Stock dividends I don't spend anything that's like very passive. And then SAS uh, playgroup uh, or or any like SaaS, the SAS business that I'm running is just going to be um you know like that's the main uh thing that I put my time into and the main like income driver if that makes sense. But I I'm like I'm kind of over like the multiple different digital products. Uh courses and info products are also a little different because you build it once. And then you don't really have to do much after that other than like market it. Yeah. There's no like active, like upkeep that you have to do or active management of the ad asset you have to do. So that's kind of my idea now. And that's kind that's kind of how I changed after running tons of projects and just figuring out it's, it's just wasn't working at least for me. I know a lot of people who can, can do it. I think Dan Roden has like five different projects that he's running and he's somehow yeah. doing that successfully. So, but I think it's also a little different because all of his projects are kind of related, interrelated to one another And they're all kind of in the same space. So I don't know how he does it, but I I just can't do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I would guess that, you know, in the midst of trying multiple things like you have, like like maybe, like, do you think you've learned more doing that route? Like, you've kind of explored lots of different areas, so. Yeah, I think at the
1: very beginning, uh, I don't think I would redo anything. I think I would still do the same path that I took, starting a ton of different things and just trying to figure out what hit and what didn't hit and then once you kind of found what you actually want to do and like something that actually has traction then just go all in on that and then just kind of either sell off or dump the rest of of your projects because um you don't want to put i don't know i, I just don't want to put too much time into working on something that isn't getting isn't going to get traction and requires a ton of upkeep
0: yeah yeah it almost reminds me of like the idea of you know Levels and some other like indie hackers where it's like 12 startups in 12 months or like just do is like just pump them out and like you know in those situations they're like trying to focus on one at a time for one thing but still is like pretty similar to what kind of what you did where it's like you're working on multiple different products you're trying lots of things. Like, I feel like that's actually a pretty good strategy for, like, starting out as an indie hacker, just to, like, learn and just, like, figure out different markets, figure out what you like, what you want to do, and then it allows you to kind of exploit into the the things that you've learned and, like, all right, now that I know all this stuff, now I'm going to, like, focus in and, and really go farther and deeper in that one area. So I feel like that's actually a pretty good way to get going. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely agree. I, I think it's, you know, if you're starting indie hacking out, I think just start as many things as you want. I think the 12, uh, 12 products in 12, uh, 12 months is a really good idea. Um, and then, like, some people, like, I guess most people, like, on their fifth or sixth or seventh project just already find something that's getting a lot of traction. Yeah. And then they just dump <laughs> the how rest.
0: That's it usually seems to go. <laughs> yeah, so that's
1: it's pretty much kind of what I did, almost, in, in, in a sense. I guess I wasn't, like, actively, like, thinking that I was doing 12 projects in 12 months. I was just doing whatever that I thought would be interesting. And then from there, just kind of figured out what I like like to do, and like what yeah. what I want my commitment to be, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. So it, so it sounds like in general you're pretty fond of the idea of starting multiple things still, but at some point you probably just want to, you know, like keep an eye on the energy and where you spend <coughs> it, so you don't like overextend yourself. Um, and it sounds like that's also part why you sold newsletter crew, right? It it still is a little bit curious i think i I it's just interesting to see why because it feels like newsletter crew was your main thing right like why did you sell that one in the end instead of you know like cutting back on on other projects
1: um yeah that's actually a pretty good uh pretty good question and uh so i actually wasn't really interested in selling uh, newsletter crew newsletter crew was going to be that project and actually at, at the very beginning newsletter crew started out as one an experiment, and two a way to build an audience for another SaaS product, uh, which I didn't know what that was going to be in the future, but I knew it was going to be in the newsletter space because of how hot that market was. Um, I just didn't know what I was going to build, but I wanted to start building the audience now and also start understanding different types of uh, I don't know, I guess different aspects of digital creation and digital products. Um, but then, as time slowly went on, I, I don't know, like I kind of got into situations where uh i would say almost lucky situations where i could acquire other projects for quite cheap that fit really well with newsletter crew like i acquired a company after i launched uh my first product on uh product hunt i got product of the day uh the owner of indie mailer who uh which was another community for uh, newsletter creators <clears throat> was like okay man you look like you're you kind of know what you're doing with community building and uh, he actually just sold me that uh, sold me indie mailer for like a 100 bucks because he just didn't want to do it anymore so I got really lucky <laughs> there and that already had like 130 active like members in that community um, he just didn't want to run it anymore and like the timing was just so right where sweet yeah i was like in that yeah exactly like i just like i it wasn't any skill on my end other than getting product a day for indie stack which is my other community that i that i built and sold um so i acquired that for 100 bucks integrated that into newsletter crew and that was a podcast and a community and then i just slowly started like expanding that and i then i acquired mailing list hackers after uh after uh, one of the guys uh, christian also didn't want to run that anymore and i acquired that for pretty low amount of money like less than you know like less than a thousand bucks as well um so i just kind of got myself into these situations where like i just got assets for very cheap and i i don't know like i just i just bought them i was like why not it's like a couple hundred (laughs) bucks i'll just i'll just i'll just just buy them because it's like not that much money um and it ended up being a pretty good investment and uh so newsletter crew like it's, it, it wasn't going to be my main thing, but after just all these situations that I got myself into, it started becoming that main thing and it started generating like a decent amount of revenue. It was actually generating like $2,200 per month um, uh, through, yeah. through, through memberships, yeah, and through sponsorships and through like some affiliates. The affiliates didn't really hit that often, but it was mostly sponsorships and memberships. Um, and actually, I didn't want to sell I, I wanted to build Newsletter Crew to like five ten 10K MRR um, and then referral kit which is the uh it's a, a newsletter referral program uh software that i was going to use newsletter crew to sell that so i'd have a distribution channel um and uh yeah i wasn't planning on selling it but i had another guy or another company who uh was actually pretty persistent on uh, like wanting to acquire <laughs> this as well kind of kind of like with, kind of like with myself and play group where they followed up with me every few months and uh they you know the price just kept increasing and increasing until i was like yeah man i this price i just can't say no to um <laughs> so i ended up selling it for six figures actually um so sweet yeah it was actually a good amount of money um the payment structure was that like i got 50% up front and then the other then i got 20 i get 25% in 6 months and then 25% in a, in like one year anniversary um so i got the money i got a decent amount of money up front and then now i'm waiting for my other my <laughs> other payments on uh, the next uh, couple, couple like in the next year so it wasn't, like, I'm not talking, like, we're not talking, like, high six figures, right? I'm not, I'm, I, still, I still have a day job, but, like, it was it was a good amount of money where I was thinking, like, for the amount of MMR that it's making and the amount of money that they're actually offering, it's it's just, a, like, it's a definitely more than a 3x multiple, more than, like, a 4x yeah. multiple. So I was, like, you guys really want this, so I just, I'm gonna, I, I'll just do it, I guess. And, and I did, I wasn't yeah. planning on it, so...
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So you had some pocket money to buy a playgroup from that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah, that that, that that's the thing I was think like so amidst all of that, I was like, I don't I didn't even know if I want to sell it for that price. Like they the, the price that they offered, I was like, I don't even know even if I want to sell it for that. The only way I would sell it is if I could find another project to work on after that. And uh so I re- I reached out to Ben and I was like, Hey Ben, like are you are you interested in selling this and like what's what is kind of the price range you're looking for? And uh assuming it wasn't gonna be like a ton of money i was gonna like i was just gonna buy it because like why not i just need something else to work on um and i always wanted a playgroup right so i was like i think this kind of works out but if ben didn't want to sell me
2: playgroup i don't think i would actually have sold newsletter crew oh that's interesting so (laughs) yeah you actually i remember you actually telling me like you you had a deal going through and if it went through you would you would be interested yeah (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. The though. tangled web. <laughs> it's a tangled web, dude. It's,
1: it's all like if, things, if the dominoes fall correctly, like everything works yeah. out. If, if one thing doesn't work out, then just nothing works out. <laughs> so I'm glad it all worked out because I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've always wanted to run playgroup. And uh, Newsletter Crew is getting – like it's, it's a lot of upkeep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a content business and a membership business, it's less than like a SaaS business where it's mostly just, it's just going, right? You don't have to do too much to run a SaaS business as opposed to doing a podcast every week, a blog every week managing the community, doing events every month. Um, It's a lot more time commitment. So I was thinking, yeah, I don't know. I guess they really wanted it. So, and uh, yeah, it all worked out. So I I just ended up, yeah, I just ended up selling it.
0: Um. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So you said earlier (laughs) that like, you don't think you'd ever start from scratch again on a a product. And, And so I guess why, why did you come to that point where that's where you're at?
1: Well, because, uh, I don't know, it, just, it took a long... So I, I created referral kit and, uh, and I just didn't even have time to manage that, right? So I actually outsourced a couple of freelancers to work on that and I was funneling the profits from Newsletter Crew into referral ReferralKit uh, to hire these freelancers and, I don't know, at the very end, like the product is really nice and but i ended up spending like putting in like almost $15,000 into it plus another like 150 hours of my time just to manage and work on the landing pages and you know all the, just to really get it ready for launch and i was thinking you know if i wanted to do that i could have probably just found another product cuz cuz then like a few weeks later after i like completely finished or like like i'm amidst me building referral kit there was another set of referral software for sale for like around like the 10 to 15k range i was thinking like i could have just bought that and just like not spent all this time managing and all this time like building mm. a landing page and all this time like coming up with design and all. like i don't know just it almost was too much it was almost more headache than uh than it seemed and i don't know i guess it, it depends you know it depends it all depends <laughs> yeah like it really empty. depends
0: if the right <clears throat> Opportunities come around where there is something you acquire. That's what you're thinking of and and looking for. Um, But that is, I mean, it's pretty crazy how you've you started these little things. You've bought these other companies and then you've like turned them into something and transitioned them to then sell them. Like it seems like it's worked out pretty well in your favor so far.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been going good. But like it's 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 a lot of like luck. Like I just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Like. And I don't know if I could use that as a long-term strategy in the future, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. But basing it off of like if I can find the right project, and acquire it, and then build it, and assuming it, it becomes successful and sell it, like it just, it just happened. Like I don't know. I just got really lucky in 2020. So um, I'm pretty. I, like, I'm really glad I did. But I don't know if I could rely on that luck for another five years or forever. Um, so I mean, I'm not opposed to like having multiple. SAS projects, uh, running at once. I just would have to build it and have someone like completely run it, like have a CEO mm-hmm, installed. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just its own asset that my intervention is maybe less than like a couple hours a week on it. Um, that'd be the only, o- only time I would actually then start like a new SAS product. Um, I just don't know if I could run like two SAS products at the same time or three SAS products at the same time.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So you bought, Ben's uh, other project tiny log I don't know like nine months ago or so yeah. <laughs> so uh, what what have you done with that since then
1: so for with tiny log I was I, after I after I acquired it, and it was kind of one of those like like I saw it and I was just like okay I'm just acquiring it and I just then then the after effects came in ha- after that so I was thinking okay what do I do now with with this whole product and <laughs> like I just acquired this and like okay what do I do now I have a distribution channel a newsletter crew I just wasn't sure exactly where to go with it next and uh, at that time, I just started building referral kit as well. So I was thinking, okay, how am I gonna just manage all of this at once? So my goal was just to leave uh, TinyLog for at least like six to eight months, uh, just kind of like there until I can get my, I guess my, my like stationary, um, with all my other projects, and then start using Newsletter Crew as the distribution channel for TinyLog. Um, and the other thing is, like, I needed, I still need more capital to put into Tiny Log uh, to get it to a point where I could, like, actually have a really solid product. It was a really solid MVP right now, and it's it still is. Um, I just needed more money, and I didn't have all the cash to actually, like, put into uh, building this. And I think I reached out to Ben. I'm like, hey, Ben, you wanna potentially work on this? And I think he was like, no, I don't. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so so I have to find like I have to find a developer that is experienced enough with the Laravel and uh vanilla javascript for the for the front end to, to take this forward so i was thinking like man this is just too much to manage and i just I, I don't know it's just been like it's it's still up i just don't know what to do with it right now um <clears throat> so i don't know if you guys if you guys want to t- uh if ben you want to keep if you want to take on tiny log again because um, <laughs> like i don't know if i could i don't know if i could build it anymore because of my uh contract with newsletter crew um
2: yeah
0: we could do a, yeah, a sale back uh back sale. to ben live right here on the podcast <laughs>
2: I mean, the reason Uh, why I probably declined to to work further on it, even for some money, is because I was probably already at capacity, (laughs) and I don't think I could fit it in right now either. So, (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a really solid project, and yeah, I'm not exactly sure what to do with it. I think I might either just shut it down or something. I don't know what to do with it anymore, because I can't grow it now. Just like sell it, it again, just yeah, maybe maybe resell it. Then uh, if I do sell it for uh, a profit, I'll I'll i split fifty fifty with you.
2: Ooh, sweet. Oh sweet, nice
0: <laughs> yes. Live live on, live on the podcast, live on the podcast, man.
1: So <laughs> it's it's committed. If, if I can find if I can sell it for more than I bought it for, I'll split pro- I'll split the profit for you or w- w- with the,
0: with Ben and I. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, how, I, how do I get in on this? I mean, I, I was here. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I can talk to some people. I guess it <laughs> on what,
2: yeah, I guess it depends on what Ben, ben wants, uh, how, how Ben wants to do it. But uh, I mean, if I can make a buck of that I, and I don't really have to do anything for it, I'm in, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Well, because like I, I think no. I'm pretty decent at sales. Like I, I bought uh, one product. I don't want to name the actual product but like I bought it for a hundred bucks and I sold it for six thousand so nice. so I made like and, so that, yeah. and that was in the span of like a month so I I, I don't know I, could, I think I can flip assets kind of kind of well but it, yeah, again it all depends like it. on finding the right person at the right time if you can if you can do yeah. that you can sell yeah, it yeah that's yeah, it
0: seems like like Ben is a a pretty good person for us all to set our our, our Twitter notifications on so that we can really like <laughs> next thing you you build Ben we should all just like go for it like I don't know like it's you you've done this a couple of times uh with Ben now it seems like Ben you're pretty good at, at making these little products and uh and then people can take them further like it's uh that's I basically. Might have to start doing we, that
2: then. Yeah, man, that's my business model. I just build the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, dude. It's actually I, I've
1: actually been thinking about that too. Like that could be a potential like solid business for someone. You just you know find a hot product or a hot market, you know build it up to an MVP style, then just sell it for a decent amount of cash. And I don't know. I think people might be interested in that.
0: Well, yeah, and I think uh ben like your skills are really good for this like you built tiny log in like three weeks like yeah. you're just so fast at like building things and getting them out there really quick so it, it is pretty cool that that you can do that Yeah, it's it's a little bit funny because
2: if you look back at the last one or two years i actually made a profit even compared to my day job when when you just look at the <laughs> the price of selling those projects now <laughs> <laughs> nice, yes yeah. nice. That's, that's, awesome. yeah, um, that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good and with the market being so hot, I mean, like,
1: everyone wants a SaaS business these days. Like, have you seen Micro Acquire? Like, how crazy that's just been growing? That, that thing's been skyrocketing for, like, the last month and a half. And then people are just, like, thirsty yeah. for SaaS businesses. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I, I see an opportunity there, but I'm not that good at shipping things. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at, like, managing and, like, growing things. But it's, mm-hmm. like, I'm really bad at, like, I, I am an iOS developer, but iOS and, like, web development are just completely different aspects yeah (laughs) it's just kind of hard to 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 hop into like web development
2: world so so one thing that really gave me a headache and you probably have more experience with that is the whole transferring of assets situation (laughs) (laughs) like give me money and i'll give you code and it seems a little complicated (laughs) yeah how did you guys do that um, well, I guess so
0: it
1: was a little complicated cuz I think you had a, some of your accounts on the same Well, actually the the hosting for Playgroup was on a German server, which I I would rather like I'd take that. Like I would just like give me the password and I'll just take over that server. No 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 worries. But I guess there was some problems with like I can't run the server or something like that, or, like as a US citizen or something like that.
2: Yeah, so they don't accept any payment outs from outside the EU, so you would have to at least set up a U- EU bank account at, at which you know like at that point i was like okay that's stupid like (laughs) let's just (laughs) let's just move it to a different hoster because they also didn't offer a backend in english and i was like oh boy that's like that just sucks for you if i just give you that account um and at the same time i was setting up transfer wise so i don't have to eat all the exchange money uh, and because then you can actually just get around the the whole exchange fees from from my regular bank but then they took like uh, (laughs) an entire week because the account setting up didn't really work properly um, and we were basically jumping on four calls a week <laughs> just yeah. to make sure that, that we get everything uh, s- set up right. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a stressful, stressful week. But we ended up putting um, Playgroup on DigitalOcean. And that was actually the easy part. And then my registrar decided to, when I, <laughs> when I asked them to, um, to give me an auth code so we could put the domain on, on your, on your site, basically... They kind of messed up and decided to just release the uh, release the domain into transit for whatever reason. It was like middle (laughs) of the night for me, is like three three thirty or something, and my monitoring kept you know buzzing my phone. I was like, what's going on? Like, (laughs) why why is that happening? And Yaro was messaging me like, hey man, PlayGroups down. What's (laughs) what's going on? I was like, oh boy, (laughs) something's up. So I actually got up middle of the night and um, <laughs> luckily they have like this button where you can't, where you have like 24 hours to get it back out of transit. I was like, why is that even happening? Like, I just, you know, I just wanted an auth code. Like I didn't say to, you know, get rid of the domain or whatever. And it was still paid for. So there was no reason for them to release the domain. Right. I actually called <laughs> them the next morning because I was so frustrated with it. And they just, you know, they were just like, oh, sorry. Yeah, well, that that never happened before. <laughs> like, I, you almost lost my domain, dude. Like, the whole contract would have been gone, basically.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I probably would have still gone through with it, but like, man, that—I mean, the playgroup because it has—I mean, it, it's playgroup is has been referenced at a few places, right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's hard. That it would be a really hard decision for me to make at that point if if the domain was lost. But uh, I'm glad it was, I got it was, back.
2: Yeah, man, that was a stressful night. I don't know what they. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why that would ever happen.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they thought you were trying to transfer it out and no one claimed it. I don't know. Just That is just That's, weird.
0: Yeah, that sounds like the, the most stressful situation <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah, um, How do you – so, Yara, you've done this a few times. Like, do you have like – a? did you work with like a, a lawyer or like how do you like create up like the, the legal documents to like make sure everything's like – transferred over correctly and legally like in a correct way
1: yeah i mean in
0: the end like i don't know if the legal docs
1: really matter too much i think if you trust the person like i trust ben like i trust ben i don't think ben's gonna do anything like bad and i and, like i'm, I'm my, my intentions aren't bad either i think the contract is more for like i don't know it, it's safety but like in the end like it like if ben does something am i really gonna go and sue ben like for whatever, you know, how much I paid for, like the, the, that whole process is going to cost more than the project itself at that point. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it, it puts me in a bad situation, but like, I don't know. In the end, I don't think that's going to happen. But I just went on to like Avodocs, Avodocs.com, uh, I think, Avocado Docs or, yeah, Avodocs. And there's like a letter of intent, Avodoc. Uh, and then I think I just looked online for another like um, bill of sale agreement and I just used that. Mm-hmm. So then I just modified it and like, I hope it's good and I think it's legal. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we're, we're like the contract only comes into play if someone's going to do something malicious. Right. So, um, right. Right. So as long as you trust a person, I don't think like, uh, we could have probably done the sale without a contract and I think that would have been all fine and dandy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I just use all to find some, some, uh, documents and I just, uh, search for other documents online and just kind of modify the, the date. You know the dates and names and price and all that kind of jazz um so yeah that sounds good but if it was like a really like for for newsletter crew like that was a lot lar- that's a pretty large sale and uh actually their their lawyers did all the work for us if that makes sense so they paid all the right. lawyers and then they just gave me the document and i signed it um but i'm not planning on doing anything malicious either so i, I don't know um but i think if you're selling a pro- for a project for like more than six you know like six figures plus i think at that point you might want to get a lawyer involved. But I think if it's like mid to five figures or lower, uh, I don't know, maybe you still want to, but like if something bad's going to happen, like how much money are you going to be paying for all the lawyer fees and like suing fees and all that jazz? It's like, is it going to be worth it at that point? I don't know. Um, I'm not too experienced in this,
0: but I haven't had anything bad happen yet. So hopefully nothing does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see, Ben, did we have any other Questions or anything else that we, we didn't cover with the the transition of Playgroup? Uh, any part of the story that we're missing, or is that did we cover pretty good? Nope, pretty good. Like, th- sweet. So, I, I think the or did you have something, Yara?
1: Well, I was gonna say, I think the other like thing after like buying and selling multiple projects, I think like the best piece of advice that I could give is like always just have everything on like separate uh accounts and separate domains so it's just really easy mm. just all it is is like an email transfer and a password transfer then you just have to transfer all the emails and passwords yeah. as opposed to like because uh, i had newsletter crew on my personal digital Ocean account and i had to like mm. basically uh either i would either have to like do this whole transfer of digital Ocean account or just give them my account i ended up giving them the full account uh there was i mean there was another project on there but it was just one of those fun projects and i just ended up deleting it anyways um but like that and like google analytics and all like the emails and stuff like that i think it's just easy to have everything in just everything in a separate account sure it's a little harder to manage but i think if you want to sell it it's going to make the process like 10x easier yeah that's true we could actually
2: give a little shout out to fathom analytics because they actually moved over the whole um, domain and historical data from my account to yours which is pretty cool. Um, I didn't even know that was possible. We just emailed them and asked for, hey, could you transfer that? <laughs> and they just did, which yep. is pretty cool. Exactly, yeah. And actually,
1: I'm just checking it now, and it, it's here, dude. It's like everything is here. So, <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, it's, Jack. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Fathom. I mean, it's just so easy to, like, when, it, when, when, when products make it this easy to switch and transfer, like, same with Transistor. Like, I had to tra- uh, transfer a Transistor for my newsletter crew podcast. All there is, like, a transfer ownership button. And you're like boom now it's yours yeah like it's just yeah, so awesome. easy um <laughs> so i don't know i i think that's a really interesting i don't know point yeah that's pretty
0: awesome uh so kind of moving to the next kind of phase like i'm curious like what are what are your plans with Playgroup? like what are you working on with it now and what's kind of your your goals and and where you're going
1: yeah for sure i i think you know after running a two successful communities actually like building them and, and running them and selling them i found out a lot of uh, Roadblocks and things that I've ran into in running these communities that I wanted to, you know, fix. So I, th- I think I have a good amount of like ideas on where to take Playgroup next. But that being said, I want to actually get. Uh, well, I guess I guess the very first thing what I want to do is is trying to increase that conversion rate more because uh, Ben was saying that there's like about thirty signups per month, and uh, a lot like there wasn't that many conversions. So I'm just like my number one thing is to figure out why aren't they converting. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna be reaching out to every single new trial and just trying to see if they want to hop on a call and just talk about what their decision making process was and just really figure out like the mind of someone who creates community because i know what i'm i know what i look for but i guess is that's is that the same as what other people are looking for when they're choosing a community platform i'm not exactly sure so i think that's the number one thing i want to do is figure out why aren't people converting from trial to paid i think that's the number one thing and then from there i want to increase um uh uh you know the amount of people that are actually hitting the website into trials and and see if i can increase that and then just basically increase the funnel um so there's more people mm-hmm. coming in and then more people converting to trials and more pe- trials converting to um sexual paid customers so i think that's the one thing i want to probably spend the next probably six months on is just i, I don't know if i don't know if i want to do too much more product development as opposed to figure out exactly where I, where i need to go with with the product uh at that point in time so i think it's just gonna be a lot of sales calls a lot of marketing a lot of maybe some landing page, redoing some, some of the landing page stuff. I'm not exactly sure. Um, at At this point in time, like the next month or two is just going to be on calls um, and just trying to figure out exactly uh, what, what the people are thinking and
2: what users are thinking. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. I'd probably advise you to do the same. <laughs> and I think you're actually a perfect person to do that because as you said, you have prior experience running communities. So that definitely gives you an advantage over over my experience here.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I i don't know i, I like talking to i like sales calls like i'm not afraid of hopping on a sales call and talking to someone like face to face also I, I know a lot of developers a lot of indie hackers don't like to do that but i think if you want to be a solo indie hacker i think you have to just kind of do it all and you can't be afraid of like sales marketing and uh, some of the other scary, scarier things of uh of indie hacking so i don't know yeah i, I
0: think i think that's so <clears throat> true like I mean that's what I'm I'm fighting against and trying to get better at all the time is like you're saying most indie hackers start out as software developers I think and so you know they can build the product they can do the software development do that kind of stuff but you really need the marketing the sales <clears throat> and those things and those skills to actually get a business kind of going and get it off the ground and uh yeah, I, I know. Like for myself, I'm I'm always having to like push myself to like not just go back to like building more features or making the product better because I always feel cause there's so much to do there, right? Like I always feel like I can go back and make the product better, um, and and that's like the easier thing to do than like going and talking to people and and getting said no to in the face like fifty times. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you gotta do it, man. It's it's tough, man. It's it's tough to have someone say like your product is shit, but like you just gotta hear it, and you're like, okay, I guess <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess fine, that's fine. I mean, I, I I don't know. I've gotten denied so many times, like in terms of like dating and stuff that I just I just understand. Like, okay, no no no, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> like I'll just move on to the next person and see if like they're interested, uh, and if not, then I gotta fix something about either the product or or whatever. Um, so I think that that's the main thing. Is just that that's what I'm gonna do for the next like couple months is just try to figure out how to increase these conversions and get more people to like yeah. the page. Um,
0: so, so your dating life has really helped with uh, your your selling <laughs> skill selling skills. <laughs> it has, man, it has. I don't know I don't know if you
1: guys were like ever into like the pickup artist stuff or whatever. Like when uh, I don't know there's like the show like ten years ago. It was called the Pickup Artist and like I was eighteen at that time and I was like, man, dude, I, I just I just like I need a girlfriend, man. I need like I haven't like <laughs> done any like cool things yet with like women. Like I have to do this. And I just started watching the show and they're like, yeah man, just keep going up to women and just, just get denied. You know, like that's that's the number one thing you should do is just get denied as many times and then make that your baseline. And then you just never feel bad about yourself because you're already, you're already at the bottom, right? So I don't know. I used to do that a lot when I was like younger, but I mean, I have a wife and kid now, so I don't,
2: you know, I don't really care anymore about the, the dating life. But. So you're the pickup artist of SAS business. I think we found a show title here. <laughs> I mean, nice. yeah.
1: Maybe I guess I, I actually tweeted out like a few months ago. Like, is is Nathan Latka the like the hottest guy in SAS or no? Like, just I'm not exactly <laughs> sure if he is or if he isn't. But like, I don't know. No, no one replied to me, <laughs> and and Nathan Ladka didn't reply either. So I was like, the tweet the tweet probably didn't age
0: too well. I think so. I think it was just timing. I think you need to send that out again. <laughs> <laughs> I should I
1: should send it out because like I don't know who else would be like. We we should just have awards like that every every year. SAS awards like how does guy in sass nathan like that <laughs> um i don't know who else yeah
2: <laughs> oh man
1: that's funny yeah i think it's gonna be pretty fun so i'm just i'm excited just to focus on one product and i just feel like clear-headed now like i just don't have to worry about any other types of yeah, things yeah. anymore like i just i'm just focusing on this one thing and like i just know exactly what i need to do when i sit down on my computer after because i still have a full-time job right so i'm working on this about 25 hours a week and uh, I just know exactly what I need to do now in terms of, like, I sit down at the computer, what do I do next? It just the, the roadmap is all laid out. Um, so I think I'm just more clear-headed, light-headed, and I just feel less stressed, if that makes sense, which I think is is a really big thing after being really stressed for, like, the last 20, like, all, all yeah, of 2020, that's,
0: basically. that's
2: huge, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want your your side businesses which you know is what you're doing when you get home from your act your your day job and all that like you don't want it to be a stressful thing like you want it to be a fun thing and a thing you look forward to doing um otherwise like it probably isn't going to go super far because you just can't get yourself to to make the progress so that that sounds like you're in a good spot then
1: yeah i'm pretty excited um yeah, I don't know if there's any other questions. I'm, I'm kind of curious on like how True Fans is going and now how uh, Potion is going as well. I know Potion just hit a hundred uh, MRR. That's pretty solid.
0: Um, yeah, that was that was a couple weeks ago. I think so. I think I'm up to a hundred and sixty-six MRR now. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm feeling uh, very positive. I feel like there's potential. Um, there's a lot of things to do, um, but. Yeah, I, I think there's uh, uh, definitely a good road ahead, and I feel like I have like a good ideas of what I need to do to get there. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it, uh, and very excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's my my, my little update. Um, ben, what about Tinylog? Oh, you, you mean fast? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> ah, there's so many products. We so many here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So t- so um, True Fans is, is going going well, but I haven't done a lot on it in, in recent weeks, to be honest. Um, I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit as well, after uh, selling Playgroup now, and I'm actually trying to go a little bit into uh, info products, maybe looking if I can um, pull off a course, maybe build build a newsletter um, around that. And I don't, I don't think I want to put true fans completely on back burner. I think I want to try to do that at the same time. But as, as you just mentioned, it's pretty much different energy levels required for both of them. And if I can't pull that off, that would be pretty good because I feel right now, I don't really want to jump heads on into the next size. <laughs> Um So the sale of playgroup definitely contributed to that and it gives me a little bit of, of runway. Um, and so I'm rethinking a little bit. What I want to do next, I could probably go into more details next week on that a little bit. (laughs) Um, Okay. But yeah, definitely not stopping the development on Truefans. It's already got the little tiny uh, wait list going. And I do have a roadmap there of of what to build next as well. So um, yeah, (coughs) probably going to build one one module probably to finish now and then get some people in the door there
1: do you feel uh, less uh like do you do you also feel like more clear now in terms of like less things to worry about and like products and stuff like that i don't know i just
2: i just feel like a lot like i feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders like yeah you know what i'm saying I mean, <laughs> like yeah for sure for me f- the the biggest issue right now is also that i think i mentioned that already last year on the on the pot at some point that my day job isn't exactly like you know like I, I could spend my time on on different things and probably enjoy them more and that's like not the best situation right And so I'm still considering, like, should I quit my day job at some point? Should I do some freelance on the side? And what I did right now for, I think this is the second week, actually, I started freelancing a little bit on the side. um, And that almost makes me the same amount that I earn at my day job, but I'm just spending like five, five hours a week, which is huge. And so I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, juggling with numbers and everything. And now the the sale of Playgroup actually gives me this huge runway of like a year. And so that got me thinking a lot. And I'm thinking that I should probably reconsider the day job completely. And, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what to do yet. But, um, yeah, definitely gives me a lot of, of headspace in, in the money department.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> That's stuff. a good spot to be in it is yeah it is really a good
1: spot man i'm, I'm glad i could give you the. Uh, well i'm actually i think it, it was really beneficial because like i really wanted to acquire playgroup and now now you got a ton of runway like and less overhead in terms of like how yeah. manage things so i think it's like a i think it's like a
0: plus plus or like a win-win so I'm, yeah I'm, same, <laughs> <the> same. <laughs> sweet well Yaro, thanks for coming on and uh sharing that whole story it, it's pretty cool all the things that you've uh learned and, and done with all the different SASs products you've worked on and uh definitely excited to see what happens with playgroup so we'll keep our our eyes watching uh, on the lookout for that
1: nice thanks ben thanks noah yeah
0: all right talk to you guys later Yep. see you next see week bye